0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned from years from living on the road and away from home through research and experimentation so that you can not only survive when you're on the road, but thrive even when you're out of your element. Uh, And first up, I will apologize on today's video for sounding like I'm chewing on a bag of marbles and for being a little bit puffy in the face, but I got major jaw surgery just a week ago um and still am very much recovering from that Uh, but of course i didn't want to miss an episode so you get to deal with a little bit of swelling and hopefully um a decent enunciation of what i'm trying to say so i for those that are tuning in for the first time please subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash at the road coast at the road coach podcast um Or you can follow me on Instagram at rjcrate. You can listen to the Road Coach podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. If you like what you hear and see here, please share it with your friends. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, I take you through a topic of something that I've learned from living on the road. I spend a lot of time away from home, um, 50% or more for my job. uh, And... With that comes uh, a lot of difficulty in keeping yourself optimized, keeping yourself motivated, keeping your uh, your mood high, keeping on track with your goals, uh, whatever they may be, personal, fitness, spiritual, family, doesn't matter. Uh, and so I've had to optimize a lot of things and I have to have to learn a lot of things over the years of doing this. And uh, because of that. I spent a lot of time researching, and I feel like a lot of people would like to know this stuff, so that's why I share it with you. Today's episode is going to be my first ever supplement episode. And uh, my supplement for today is going to be creatine. Creatine, I think, is one of the most important supplements that people can take, regardless of whether or not you are into fitness or uh, into heavy lifting, or anything like that. Um, Creatine is important for so many things on a base level, and most of us don't get enough of it. And I think that there's a lot of misconception out there in the marketplace. And, um, you know, on the internet, let's say of people who um, don't really know what they're talking about, and aren't using research to back up their claims. Uh, So I'd like to sort of explain the science behind creatine today, why I take it, why I think it's beneficial, um, and why I think everyone should be taking some creatine. So uh, this, like any of the episodes that I've done so far, is not sponsored by anybody, um, not any particular brand of creatine or the creatine cabal in any way. (laughs) Uh, This is just my own personal experience and the research that I've done. So you can see on my screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I've pulled up a Cleveland Clinic article on just creatine in general. We'll start very basic just in case you don't know what creatine is. So creatine is an amino acid. Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. They help build muscles and bones, repair damaged tissues, among other things. Um, For example, with my jaw surgery that I'm recovering from right now, I've had to basically double my protein intake uh, on a daily basis to help speed up the healing process so that I am not out of commission for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and what creatine does is it's a natural source of energy um, that bonds with phosphate molecules, essentially to help your muscles flex. And that's why a lot of bodybuilders and weightlifters take extra creatine to help their muscles flex more. All right. Um, now it says here that about half, half of your body's supply of creatine, one to two grams a day, comes from your diet especially protein rich foods such as this and then your body produces the other half naturally in your livers kidneys and pancreas so your body does produce its own creatine it cannot produce enough of the creatine to saturate your muscular system with it especially as you grow more muscle you need more creatine to saturate those muscles Um, but that's basically what it is you get some from inside you you get some from your diet neither of which add up to enough to maximize the creatine stores in your body, okay? Hence the supplementation. So now we're gonna talk about ATP a little bit and how creatine works. So ATP, if you don't know, stands for adenosine triphosphate. adenosine triphosphate is the energy molecule that is made inside the mitochondria of every one of your cells in your body, okay? It's the same molecule that makes fireflies light up. So when you see a firefly light up, they're um, injecting electricity into ATP molecules, breaking off the phosphate, and you get that light. So that's literally the energy that you're producing inside your body. It does the exact same thing. It splits off a phosphate molecule from the adenosine triphosphate to make it adenosine diphosphate. So now there's only two left. And that split of the phosphate molecule creates energy for you. So what creatine does is it's able to conjugate with phosphate okay, Um, and then form what's called PCR and then PCR functions as a carrier of phosphate used for rapid ATP generation in the phosphocreatine system. So essentially, you have ATP in your system, you burn off a phosphate and that energy molecule is essentially dead now, it can't be used again unless creatine comes along, picks up that loose phosphate, and then it can make more ATP for you. So essentially, what you're doing with creatine is you're taking that ATP molecule that would be used once and enabling yourself to use it twice, it's doubling the energy essentially of every ATP molecule for free. Okay, that's why creatine is so important. Now, when we talked about it being produced in your body. You can see here, this is just I didn't bother looking this up in a study uh, because Google just gives you answers sometimes now that are fairly accurate. So um, creatine is produced in your body by your kidneys, your liver and your pancreas. And on average, you make one to two grams of creatine per day. Okay. now, how much creatine do you actually need to saturate your muscles so that you are maximizing the amount of ATP that you can recycle and therefore get more energy on bodybuilding.com, there's a creatine calculator. Now, caveat, I don't know how they calculate this and I'm not gonna get into how they do it. I'm just gonna assume that it's relatively um, accurate and based on research. And I'm sorry to not go into all the science on this particular piece of the podcast, but it would take too, way too much time. Um, look into this yourself, bodybuilding.com slash fun slash creatine underscore calculator dot But essentially you put in your weight and it'll calculate how much creatine you need to bring in to saturate your muscles so i threw in 160 pounds my current weight and it says i need to take in five grams of creatine if you throw in 250 pounds it says that you need to take about eight grams of creatine to uh, saturate your muscles Um, and that is i believe based on research that was done there is a study out there i just don't have it up there's a study out there that says that you need about point i think it's 0.1 grams per kilogram in your muscles is what you can accept for creatine. Something like that is what they figured out. So if you figure 160 pounds, about 70 kilos, 73 kilos, something like that. Um, that would read more like seven if that were the case. So anyways, check this out and see if it's based on what you want, but but five grams for me is, is about right, based on my experimentation for my weight, because if I take more, it doesn't do anything more for me. And if I take less, I notice a significant lessening in performance in the gym. So five grams is pretty much good for me. If I assume that my body's going to produce one or two, then I've got to get in three or four grams of creatine from my diet each day to maximize the creatine in my muscles and then, of course, maximize my performance regardless of what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. It's just energy expenditure period, okay? Now, if I'm going to ingest the rest from my diet rather than supplement, here are your top sources of creatine in diet. Okay, herring filet, raw and dried, has 1.1 grams of creatine in 100 grams of, of the dried herring. I don't know anyone who eats dried herring filet, but probably bodybuilders do. <laughs> um, if you have just raw beef, like beef carpaccio, then 100 grams of that has 0.9 grams. Of creatine uh, and it goes down and drops off pretty steeply fairly quickly Um, so a lot of people um, that are trying to eat well they eat a lot of chicken breast lean chicken breast that has 0.4 grams of creatine per 100 grams of food 100 grams is just over four ounces or sorry just under four ounces four ounces there's 28 ounces in a gram or 28 grams in an ounce um so four ounces about the size of the palm of your hand or figure around four four by four by about three quarters of an inch thick piece of meat uh, is, is gonna be about, about that size. So if I need to consume, now let's take salmon because salmon's up there with herring and, and I eat a lot of salmon, 0.9 grams of creatine per 100 grams of food. If I want to eat enough salmon in a day to maximize my creatine outside of what my body Um, produces on its own that means I would need to eat somewhere between 12 and 15 ounces of salmon so that's somewhere in the range of four inches long or four inches yeah four inches wide by a foot long by three quarters inch thick or four inches by 15 inches by a quarter inch thick of salmon to maximize my creatine stores in my body, if that's the only other source of creatine I eat throughout the day. If it was chicken, it would be double that. So two feet of chicken breast or two and a half feet of chicken breast, depending on how much my individual body produces. We go down from there, like, uh, let's see here, bacon is 0.1 gram. So you're talking like pounds of bacon on a daily basis if you want to maximize your creatine. It's almost impossible to maximize your creatine stores from diet alone. And that's why so many people recommend supplementation and which is why I supplement with it and why I think that everybody should unless they have an underlying health condition that prevents them from doing that. Talk to your doctor if you're concerned. Improperly working kidneys is a a good reason not to supplement with creatine. There are a couple others but for the majority of Healthy regular people, regardless of age, I would recommend you supplement with creatine. Okay, so this is on Quora. This is uh, this is just a guy who's researched creatine for eleven years. Um, and I just wanted to bring this up because the type of creatine that people think there's a lot of misinformation out there about what type can I just take a creatine monohydrate powder? Can I, do I have to take like a pH balanced pill that doesn't um, get absorbed or it doesn't get, uh, wasted by my stomach acid, etc. So there's, there's a lot of different types of creatine out there. And essentially the reason I brought this up quickly so you can see it is that creatine is not destroyed by acid and it is, it is not or not destroyed by acid quickly anyways. Um, and it is not destroyed by boiling it either so if you want a powder form of creatine like a creatine monohydrate the cheapest form of the cheapest form to get creatine in nowadays it works just fine it will last in your digestive system before breaking down for about 12 hours if you want to put it in tea to help it dissolve or something hot to help it dissolve it will not break it down in that way and your stomach acid does not break it down either okay so don't feel like you have to get this super expensive ph balanced special coating pill of creatine that costs triple the money um because none of that makes any scientific sense it's just a marketing ploy to get your money okay so get the cheap powdered creatine monohydrate and that will do the trick just fine for you the same way any other creatine supplement will all right Moving on from there. Uh, Getting into the science a little bit. So the effects of creatine supplementation. This is a meta-analysis. For those of you who don't know, a meta-analysis is uh, an analysis of A bunch of studies on a certain topic grouped together to see what the common trends were between the studies when they do a good meta-analysis they find studies that are relevant and that actually measure the same things and if they're not measuring the same things or the methods were not done properly they'll exclude them from the meta-analysis all right so in this one specifically they were measuring they were looking at um the effects of creatine on memory in healthy individuals so This is something that is a little bit of a sidebar. When we're talking about creatine, everyone thinks muscular performance and um, weightlifting at the gym, but memory is a massive benefit to creatine that most people don't think about. So this one used uh, 23 eligible RCTs or randomized clinical trials. Um, 10 of them examined the effect of creatine supplementation with a placebo compared with a placebo on measures of memory in healthy individuals. Okay, They included eight of those in the meta-analysis. So overall, what happened was Creatine supplementation improved measures of memory compared with the placebo with a standard mean difference of 0.29 and a p-value of 0.02. Anytime you're looking at studies, a p-value of 0.05 or less is considered statistically significant. So you can trust this data. A standard mean difference of 0.29 means the measures that they were comparing, the absolute difference between a placebo effect and an effect of effect on memory of creatine was That doesn't tell us much about like how much better your memory is, but in general, when you're looking at standard mean differences, anything around two is considered a small improvement. Anything around 0.5, sorry, I think I said two, but 0.2. Anything around 0.5 is considered a medium, uh, a medium effect or a moderate uh, uh, improvement, and anything around 0.8 or better is considered a significant improvement. So with everybody um, uh, uncategorized by age or any other factors. For everybody in these eight studies, 0.29 was the standard mean difference, meaning there was a small but very measurable improvement in memory for anybody who took creatine as a supplement, okay? If you look at the older adults from 66 to 76 years old, the SMD was 0.88, or about as large as you can get, meaning older adults over the age of 66 in this particular um, meta-analysis, have a significant improvement in memory function if they take creatine. So, again, outside of weightlifting. Um, And what they said here is that the dose they took, anywhere from 2.2 grams to 20 grams a day, the duration of how long they took it, between five days to 24 weeks, their sex or their geographical orientation or the geographical origin did not influence the findings that's incredible so whether you take a little bit of extra creatine a lot of extra creatine regardless of whether you're a man or a woman or whether you've only been taking it for five days or taken it your entire life your memory will improve based on taking creatine supplementation alone that's pretty powerful especially the older you get the effect is even bigger okay so now um this is a do do do. do this is another meta analysis, I think. Uh, oh no, this is an update of creatine supplementation with exer- on exercise and sports. Um. So this, I just wanted to say to show. Um, regardless. So this is again a meta analysis. I don't have the full. I'm not going to read the full study. Sorry. Um. But this here. Uh, in this meta-analysis says, regardless of the form, supplementation with creatine has regularly shown to increase strength, fat-free mass, and muscle morphology with heavy resistance training at the same time versus heavy resistance training without creatine. It may benefit endurance training, but all the benefits of creatine diminish as time goes on, as as if you work out longer, which makes sense because creatine is reusing your ATP and eventually it's going to be gone altogether. Uh, But in those initial stages, it's going to give you better results more quickly. Also, uh, this is what I was speaking about before. More recent research suggests that creatine supplementations in the amount of 0.1 grams per kilogram uh, of body weight combined with resistance training improves training adaptations at a cellular and subcellular level. So if you aim for 0.1 grams per kilogram of body weight as the total amount you're getting in a day, can't go wrong there. So for most people... At worst, even if you're 250 pounds, you might need 5 to 6 grams of creatine per day, okay? Um, Which is not going to cost you much money. All right, Um, and some conclusions here that I think are really important. This is, again, a review on multiple studies. This is what creatine supplementation has positive effects on. Amplifying the effects of resistance training. Enhanced strength and hypertrophy. Improving the quality and benefits of high-intensity intermittent speed training. Improving aerobic endurance and performance lasting in trials, or in trials lasting more than 150 seconds. It seems to produce positive positive effects on strength, power, fat-free mass, daily living performance, and neurological function in young and older people. Shows an upregulation of gene expression when creatine is administered together with resistance training exercises. And... Uh the increased body's creatine stores seem to amplify favorable physiological adaptations such as increased plasma volume, glycogen storage, which is the what which is what helps your muscles move when you don't have any food in your stomach, improvements of ventilatory threshold and a possible reduction in oxygen consumption in submaximal exercise meaning you require less oxygen to do the same amount of work the more you take creatine. Pretty impressive. One more meta study that I want to show you here of the 22 studies reviewed in this one, the average increase in muscle strength was 8% greater than the average increase in muscle strength following placebo. So 20% increase in muscle strength with creatine versus 12 without or 12 with a placebo. Um, The average increase in weightlifting performance following creatine plus resistance was 14% greater than the average increase following a placebo. The increase in bench press one rep max ranged from 3 to 45%. And the improvement in weightlifting performance in the bench press, excuse me, ranged from 16 to 43%. There is substantial evidence to indicate that creatine supplementation during resistance training is more effective at increasing muscle strength and weightlifting performance than resistance training alone. Although the response is highly variable, they will say. So some people get more benefit than others, but it's undoubtedly true. You get better results if you use it. Now, I told you before, you get any creatine powder monohydrate that you want, whatever's cheapest, as long as the creatine monohydrate, that's going to be your best bet. However, I travel a lot and this is the Road Coach Podcast. So I invest in something a little bit more expensive. It's called the EFX, Crealcal EFX. These are capsules. it's, It's called the Purple Cap, the original Purple Cap. So if you've seen this bottle anywhere, this is what I particularly use. This is pH balanced to 12, and this is one of those marketing things that I said they will tell you is better for you and you absorb more creatine and you can take less of it because you don't lose any of it it in your stomach. You now know that not to be true, so you do not need to invest in something more expensive that's pH balanced to get the exact same benefits of creatine. But the reason that I use these is because they're in pill form uh, and it's 0.75 grams per pill. So I take four of these a day to get three grams of creatine Top of the two that my body produces and maybe another one that I'm eating um, with the meat that I eat throughout the day. Uh, But these are really nice because they're easy to pack in a toiletry bag and get, uh, you know, Get on a plane and in your suitcase and stuff sometimes if you're scooping scoops and scoops of powder because you're gone for seven days or you want to take a whole jar of powder it's impossible to get in a suitcase so this is the one particular one i buy it works great i love it it is a little on the pricier side um, and you can just go with a basic powder but if you're like me and you live on the road um, it might be easier to get something in pill form to help you travel a little bit easier that's it on today's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, again, you can listen on any of your favorite podcasting episodes or find us on youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast. Follow me on Instagram at rjcrate. Uh, and until next time, I hope you are thriving even when you're out of your element. Cheers.